This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Yeah, you come to me today. You want some Parmesan? Yeah, I'll get you some Parmesan. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. 25-20, 15-10, 5, snowshoes, touchdown, Kansas City! According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. It's over! The Bullpups have knocked out Bishop the age! And for the ninth time in school history, the Bullpups stand atop the state of Kansas! Everything happening in the sports world. Oh, oh, are you serious? Slam jam back. Get him ready for the NBA Duncan contest. And even some things not happening in the sports world. So you're saying you will not watch any episodes of The Bachelor this year? I think I'd rather have a tooth pull. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing, another edition of According to Jim, right here on 96.7 FM KBBE, or for those of you listening online, worldwide, at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in McPherson, and similar to our transmitter, maybe the most frozen man in McPherson, (laughs) Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, we are currently off the air. We're recording this right now, and it is 1239. Normally, we would be on the air at this moment, but the station was off the air, and we said, you know what? The people need us. For the first time ever, I think I'm saying that. The people need us. So we're recording here at the last minute, and then we're going to throw it in a little bit later today because it's game day. They need us, Steve. Well, it is game day. And they need all of your predictions, whether it's the Bullpups in El Dorado tonight or whether it is the Sunflower Showdown. As Steve Sell is panting, he's so nervous, he doesn't know what his Kansas Jayhawks are going to do. All the K-State fans around town are ready to go jump on him. But if you go to midkansasonline.com, Steve's column is not in favor of the Jayhawks today. No. In fact, K-State's a favorite by the odds makers, and rightfully so. I mean, the Kansas Jayhawks have won one road, true road game this season. And if it wouldn't be for their Allen Fieldhouse domination, no telling where this team would be. They have not lost at home this year, but they have lost a ton of games on the road. So, Steve, we're not going to go a full 30 minutes or normally about 28 minutes like we normally do, but let's talk about the Jayhawks and the Wildcats coming up tonight, and then I think we're going to try and play this in the 5 o'clock hour, and so that way we can talk a little bit about the Bullpups and El Dorado tonight on the road. We'll already be there and about ready to broadcast. So, starting off with KU and K-State. Number one, it's still a little weird that K-State has not yet cracked the top 25, especially for how well they've been playing recently. I know that The Oklahoma State win wasn't necessarily some statement resume win, but they've been playing pretty well. That game is going to start at 8 o'clock tonight inside Bramlage Coliseum. K-State, I saw on some services, was a a 2.5-point favorite. Tonight, they are a 3-point favorite. And Steve used a word today in his sell-on sports column that he hasn't used in a while. And every time he does use this word, he gets in a little trouble. (laughs) And that is the word dagger. Dagger. So you believe that if KU doesn't win this game, that their Big 12 championship hopes are over? I think they're strongly over. because The reason I say that, you know, in the past, being two games down, we're only going to be at the midway point of the season. And in the past, being two games down at the halfway point, that's not been a big deal for the Jayhawks because they always turn it on. But this is just not a typical KU team. One, 
They've lost Adoka Azabuki for the season. Two, Marcus Garrett's hurt. They're not sure when he's going to be back. So KU's down two starters going into this game. Three, as I mentioned, they're terrible on the road. They turn to Jello. I mean, they just don't play well on the road. Four, it's just a team whose bench gives them nothing. I mean, you look at the guys on the bench and say, God, how can you got a McDonald's All-American on the bench? David McCormick gives them nothing. Mitch Lightfoot, who was an integral part of the team last year, barely gets off the floor. Charlie Moore, he couldn't defend me, I don't think, in a game of one-on-one. That's why I bet he, he could. That's not Well, he probably could. But that's why he doesn't play, because he can't defend. And uh, K.J. Lawson, he's MIA. He's about 6'7", about maybe 200 pounds, and he just gets knocked around. He's, he's very light. Uh, you know, he, he just doesn't have any physicality to him. He's not shooting the ball well uh, all year, and when he doesn't shoot the ball, he's really of no use because he can't play defense. So it's a t- KU team with more warts than they have had in all of Bill Self's years. And then you look on the other side, K-State's experienced. They're really good at home. What's really helped K-State is they've won some games on the road already in the Big 12, something right. KU's, I think KU's only won once on the road in Big 12 play, but you look at K-State, They've, they've won at Iowa State. They've won, I believe, at Oklahoma. Isn't that correct? Didn't I believe they? so. They've won, won at, at o- Oklahoma State. Won at Oklahoma State the other night. So they've already, you know, they're already, uh, you know, in good shape as far as their road games. And the other thing, they are due. I'm a big subscriber to they are due theory. K State has lost eight in a row to KU and get this 26 of the last 30. And I think I, I would even think that number would be 46 worse. of the last 51. See, that number's not even that crazy to me. I would almost think That's it's just, worse. I think it's a stupid number. Though. I would almost think it would be 48 out of 51 or 49 out of 51. Yeah, it's, it's just a stupid number. When you look at college basketball, though, you know, home teams in conference play generally win. I mean, that's just kind of, I mean, especially a team that's as good as K State. You'd think in some of those years, K State had, you know, they had tournament teams, a lot of tournament teams in there, and yet they couldn't beat. KU on their home court. Now, they, I think a couple times they went to Lawrence and won, but they just couldn't beat. Uh, I know Roy Williams hardly ever, ever lost to K-State when he was there. Part of me looks at this game tonight and says, isn't this just the typical Bill Self era KU game just when you start to doubt them? And when you go, oh my gosh, they don't have enough weapons around them. Oh, they've got these injuries. Oh, the bench hasn't been very good. Oh, K-State's playing so well. Isn't this the game, though, that they go on the road and win all the time? I would have thought that, but they played so well against Texas Tech. I think they've gotten a false sense of security off that game. And uh, I think they're going to be, you know, they shot it so well from three-point. They're going to go over to Manhattan and think, wow, we found our three-point shot, you know, against Texas Tech. Well, K-State guards. They guard better than any team in the Big 12. They're going to be in the face. Barry Brown, you know, he's going to be shutting down. Uh, you know, he's going to be shutting people down. Uh, Quentin Grimes, he'll probably be throwing bricks, enough bricks to build a fireplace. Uh, I think, you know, the, 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 the inside game for both teams is not very good. I mean, Dean Wade is a stretch big man, and – so is really Diedrich Lawson. Diedrich's got a lot of nice moves around the basket. The K-State center, the name I can never say. I want to say Malai or Mawai. McCall Mayween. Mayween. Doesn't give him a whole lot. But as bad as KU is on the interior defense, Mayween might have a big game. The only thing that I think really hurts K-State in this game, besides everything else I've said, 
is that they are not an offensive team. Right. They do not score a ton of points. Now, they do defend well, but KU scores. And I think that is the thing that could be a problem for K-State tonight because if this game turns into a 65-plus type of scoring night... That's KU's game. Then it's KU that has the the edge because they can make threes. They can score points whenever they need to. They have Diedrich Lawson, who is just a walking bucket... I don't know if K-State can keep up in a game like that. Now, if this is a 55-52 knockout game, oh, I think it's then, be very then, then this, is, this is K-State's type of mold. That's the way they want to play. Right. And I just have a feeling that either McGurl or Cartier Yara <laughs> is going to come off the bench. And I'm thinking – I'm leaning more toward McGurl. One of them is going to have – they're going to score like 12 off the bench and be the – be the hero of the game. What about Levi Stockard? Human foul. He is the human foul. All he does is come in and foul people. So that game should be a fun one tonight. It'll be at 8 o'clock. Steve will not be able to watch it live. I get the feeling that he will wait until the bullpups are done at El Dorado, drive back, get his story posted as soon as possible, and then go watch the game at his house. Am I I correct? I'll probably go to bed. (laughs) Might be a little bit tired. Yeah. Speaking of those games tonight, Steve, we don't have a ton of time left, so... We will look ahead to the Bullpups taking on El Dorado. The McPherson girls are 13 and 1. The McPherson boys are 10 and 4. For El Dorado, their boys are 4 and 11, and the girls are 1 and 14. These are two games that, when you look at them on paper, they're games that these teams have to win. Oh yeah. And Coach Kinnaman and Coach Stratham would tell you the same thing that, looking ahead to all the standings, and you and I have been looking at the standings all morning, trying to figure out what they have to do and the recipe to be a top four seed. These are the games they have to win. And the girls, well, they've got inverse records here. That the El Dorado girls are 1-14, the McPherson girls are 13-1. That this is a game that hopefully they can put away early, get home easy, and then do the same thing on Friday night against Winfield. But for the McPherson boys, they haven't had that easy game this year. Yeah, but they did do they did beat El Dorado pretty handily. 64-38. Yeah, but they did a great job on the Kohler kid. Uh, now Kaler. He, uh, Kaler. I, wanna, oh, I always say Kohler. Jared's well, an O in his name. Jared Kaler, uh, but he's on his home turf now. Uh, he kind of looked, if I remember right, he had a big scoring game against the Bullpups in El Dorado maybe last year. 23. 23. So, um, you know, they've got a puncher's chance. They got a good big kid inside in closing. But I think that victory over Andale gave this team a lot of momentum. And I think if they keep using the template that they've used since the tournament in playing team basketball, I think they're going to be fine. And their defense, they're getting so much better on the defensive end. They're buying in now to, you know, getting down and guard. Cody Stuffelbean's grabbing every rebound in sight. Seems like he just is a double-double machine. And, uh, you know, Jake Alexander's about time. Uh, I think, was it El Dorado that he had his big game last time? That was against Circle. Circle, okay. Against El Dorado last time, he had 21. Okay, so I think Jake has a big game tonight. Um, I think if Max distributes the ball – and, and gets it to the right people, I think the Bullpups uh, win this game pretty handily. But if they go down there and just walk, you know, think all they got to do is show up, they'll be in a game because they're not good enough this year to just show up and blow teams out like they were last year. Steve, whenever we have a close game, which we've had a lot this year, and we're talking about games down the stretch, what's the thing that we've been talking about in-game broadcast about this McPherson boys team? Finishing games. I pulled up an interesting statistic. Okay. So a few months ago, I ran a stat. 
How many times have Coach Kinnaman teams at McPherson played one possession games in a season? Pretty easy to look up anytime that they're within three. Right. So going into the year, Coach Kinnaman was 31-18 and 18 in one possession games, and that is over... 23 seasons, 31 plus 18, that's 49. Not a, that's not very many one-possession games. That's not a lot of one-possession games. The most they had ever had in a full season, which I believe was a 23-game season, was six. Six one-possession games. And in that year, I believe they were 5-1. and one. I think it was 05-06. You want to take a guess at how many one-possession games this year's team has already played? I'd say about six, five. or Five or six. Six, six yeah. They started off 0-2 and, and they've won their last four. So whenever we're talking about trying to finish these games down the stretch, we're not kidding. That every game, it almost comes down to how do you finish? How does your record look because of your one-possession games? And so far, 4-2 and two is a pretty good record in one-possession games. 67%. And really, they could be 6-0 and oh yeah. in those one-possession games. And you look at their record this year, they're 10-4. and four. They could be 14-0 and oh very easily. They could be 14-0 and oh very easily. But how easily could they also be seven and seven? Yeah, yeah. That, that's, the, that's the and funny that's thing what about Coach Kinnaman has said all year. There is no margin for error, and I mean it's so slim. I mean they have just really got to execute at the end. So Steve and I are not crazy when we keep repeating they have to finish games down the stretch. Now hopefully tonight, hopefully Winfield, those are two games where they will not be needed to finish down the stretch quite as much. But these are two games and four games this week. That must be wins for these two teams, oh. especially getting ready for next. And week. I don't, I really don't have any doubts about the girls. I, I know Winfield girls are playing better. Than They're nine that, and five, but they lost to the Bullpups by like a gazillion the first time. It was well, like, seventy-seven to eighteen, a half yeah. a gazillion. And 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 the Bullpup girls are really playing well right now. And then the Bullpup boys, I think this is probably the tougher of the two games this week. Winfield's really struggling. They're one and thirteen. They're really struggling on the boys' side. They can't score. Uh, I'm, although it's always a tough place to play down in Winfield, the long drive, Winfield's never very good. It's, emotionally, it's hard to get up. But the Bullpups know they've got to win these two because next week they've got their hands full. What a week coming up next week. And next week will be wild with Bueller at home on Tuesday and then going on the road Friday for Circle. And that is a game that I know the McPherson girls cannot take lightly. No. Because Circle has been very good they this year. They only beat them by seven last time. And then you have to turn around and go play Baldwin in Lawrence and Baldwin is 13 to one. So everything about next week is going to be so important, but tonight at El Dorado, the girls start at six. The boys start at probably about seven 30, which means that hopefully we are back on the air. We'll be broadcasting at about five 40. Well, we hope so. We will try and air this in the five o'clock news hour, right at the end of everything and try and squeeze this in right before the game broadcast. So Steve, good to have you on today, even though we're not on the air, we're on, but we're not on. So well, we're always a little bit off. <laughs> At least you're always a little I, bit off. I am always off. Wrapping up today's show for Steve Sell and Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tonight at El Dorado. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Well,